0: Michael Osterling here with Bruce Fine for another edition of Fine Wisdom. Bruce Fine is a constitutional scholar and today, being July 6th, 2015, we're going to discuss the birth and possible death of our republic. Bruce, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you, Michael. So uh, we, just a few days ago, as American citizens, celebrated July 4th, our Independence Day. Uh, You and I agree with you, have some concerns about that celebration in light of the past decade. Of encroachment of our liberties by the state, can you speak to that and your concerns? Yes, I think it's it's fair to say that since 1776, we've come full circle in our precepts of government, um, and uh, where we are as a country, say, slowly evolved, if you will, uh, degenerated from. Uh, Fourth was uh, a cause of celebration. Uh, one of the principles of the Declaration of Independence that we have on, perhaps the only one, um, uh, more and more over the years, has been the idea that uh, all men are created equal, men being a symbol for women as well. And although at the outset, certainly we had slavery, subjugation of women, uh, religious uh, persecution. And that sort, um, we have over the years, I think, made very commendable progress in uh, living up to that standard of equality under the law. So, you know, sexual orientation and, and uh, minority religion and, and gender. I'm not saying it's perfect equality, but certainly we've made enormous strides uh, over the last 239 years. Now, that is what I call we. We have basically equal opportunity to join the club, the club meaning those who exercise the power and authority of of government. But we've stopped thinking about, well, what's the club doing? Do I really want to be a (laughs) member of the club anymore? Uh, Because we've had so much passion and desire, hey, I just want to be in the club. And that's where I think is the great, great source of concern, because the outset, you know, liberty was the center of our constitution, or it's not going abroad in search of monsters to destroy. Liberty was the default position. Liberty was not something that had to be defended. It was inherent in being a human being. You have a right to be let alone from government, unless there's a real strong, compelling, you know, collective need to encroach upon that liberty. Uh, and the, the idea was that the purpose that we institute government are to protect your liberty from predation, both uh, domestic and foreign, and to give you a fair opportunity to develop your faculties through education or otherwise to succeed. Uh, And part of the way in which we were uh, ensuring that government would confine itself to those tasks was through separation of powers, Uh, judicial, legislative, executive branches, some combination of powers amongst the two. Uh, The idea being that no particular authority should exercise unchecked uh, limitless of power that enables them to oppress or commit injustice against others. And if we look today, we see that separation of powers, the core protection of liberty, being totally destroyed, uh, whereby all the serious powers uh, of government now are attached to the presidency, and let's just enumerate some of those. And these are powers that even King George III didn't assert uh, when we were justifying our revolt against him. Perhaps the most awesome and frightening is this Authority to kill anybody in the world, including citizens, that he claims, based upon secret evidence that's never been tested, is an imminent danger to the United States. And he's done that four, five occasions, just vaporized Americans. Uh, and some of them not even being accused of crime at the time that he vaporized them. Uh, this precedent, i say, is very, very worrisome. People could say, well, the only four or five, they were abroad, they weren't really good people, although we don't know because we they never had any trials of them. Uh, But it is what I call a weapon that will lie around uh, for any successor when we get a Caligula uh, that is really quite menacing uh, to our idea of having any liberty at all. I mean, we would never have uh, even waited till 1776 to overthrow King George III if he claimed the right to come into the colonies and kill anybody he felt uh, like might be a rebel. But that's the first thing that we we need to recognize. The second, uh, equally troublesome, is the president's claim he goes to war any time he wants to. He doesn't need any authority from Congress. He doesn't need any authority from the judiciary. He just decides to go to war on his own, and that was exactly what the Founding Fathers fought against. King George III could go to war on his own. The Americans at the time, the colonists writing the Constitution said, no, we're not going to let the executive decide that because they have all sorts of ulterior motives to go to war because they get power and secrecy and money and contracts and fame and all sorts of things. Only the legislative body can take us to war. And moreover, they understood that one of the reasons why uh, you needed a high threshold for war and that only the Congress could authorize, it was because war is a scourge. It says William Tecumseh Sherman said, war is hell. It makes legal what is ordinarily first degree murder. Uh, and that's a frightening uh, uh, situation to live in. You're in a state of nature. And now you know, we're, we're at perpetual war. You know We're fighting Libya, Yemen, Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, ISIS, who will knows where we'll be next. We could be in Iran before long if this effort to try to negotiate some kind of limit on their nuclear ambitions fails. And all of this now in the hands of the president. And remember that once the president steps over that threshold into war, the law is silent. You know, basically, our civil liberties are gone. The president can surveil. He can detain us without accusation or charge. Our property rights are diminished, he can upset contracts, all of those things. Um, and these are the things, say, that we we're fighting against in 1776, and now we're endorsing these because the president exercises that power. And so, and then we have another major, major element of, of our initial dispensation is transparency. You know, the people had a right to know what their government was doing because it was the people. The consent of the governed is what gave validity to the exercise of our authority by governmental entities and you can't give consent to something that you don't even know is occurring because it's hidden from you. Uh, And so we've gone from a nation of transparency to one where now most all these important decisions are made in secrecy. Uh, Who to go to war, whether to respond to cyber attack, who we're going to surveil, how we're going to surveil them, who we're going to target for predator drones. All these issues should be subject for public debate. After all, it's we the people who are sovereign, not the president. And so these are major, major ways, I say, and since we have really changed, we've, we've, we've metamorphosed, I suppose, from a republic into the empire that we fought against, and I say it's a matter of very, very profound concern, but I want also to offset it with the recognition that we have made very, very substantial, but almost unique in the history of, of government, gains in bringing equality of, under the law you know, to true fruition. And that should not be at all disparaged. But it doesn't really mean all that much if getting into the club uh, means that the club, however, degenerates in its objectives. Then why do you want to be part of the club? And and that's where I think much of the passion and our political energy has been deflected from what's the club doing and just say, well, but everybody's equal to get into the club and worrying, but wait a minute, you know. The club, equality in the club doesn't mean much if the club is undertaking very depraved and sordid objectives. Bruce, you've also written a couple of books, and you also have a blog, and you write for the Washington Times. Where I can people find out more about your work? Uh, they visit my website, at www.brucefinelaw.com. It uh, should list all of my, my past works, uh, current writings. Uh, I'm also right on the Huffington Post, and of course, you want to buy. My most recent books, you can go to Amazon.com. They're American Empire Before the Fall and The Constitutional Peril, The Life and Death Struggle for Our Constitution and Democracy. Thanks, Bruce. And for the folks listening, you can learn more about Bruce's thought by checking out hashtag findwisdom. That's F-E-I-N, wisdom. Thanks.